Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Murray. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Just like me. Just like you. Specifically, wow. you are basically our, that our seems target like demographic. That seems like a bad target audience since I'm already on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should branch out. I'm just, a little bit. I mean, I the audience, the whole audience of two thing has been like for, for growth purposes, not great for the last it's eight years. It's not the best strategy. Maybe we should no. rethink that strategy. Like maybe we should post the podcast somewhere. Whoa. I'm thinking, you just like, blew my mind. Like put it on the internet. The What's that? Oh, okay. Now we made the joke bad. It was already bad. Who are we kidding? Who Tom? are we trying to kid? Uh, I'm not even drinking. I don't have that excuse. I'm eating an In-N-Out burger. Like on the show? No, I just finished it before the show. That's good. I just it's ate not going to be one pizza? of those those uh, videos where you see people eating. Those are very popular, though. I had a um, I had a glass of bullet at the office. Oh, oh. A um, a healthy pour. I, I assume I, you didn't drive home. I asked for one finger of no. I, I take the Bart. I asked for one finger of 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 bourbon, and I think he thought I meant vertical. As opposed to horizontal. I, I, <laughs> like he looked at your index finger straight up. Like, oh, and that's was like, about oh, four okay. inches worth of, You're worth enti- of So an entire glass then. Mm-hmm. No, he you have very long much. fingers, ma'am. This is going to be a very big pour. <laughs> and then I had a glass of wine at the pizza place for Whoa, dinner. Well, so. look at you. You're just all relaxed. Fancy times. Um, but what anyway, let's... Wine? Oh, the name of the wine. It was a... Pierre Rosso. Pierre Rosso. What's it now? Pierre Rosso. Foot of red. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess red foot. Red foot. Red foot wine. Because they stomp the grapes. Makes perfect sense. <gasps> oh my God. Is that it? Is that what that means? Maybe. I mean, Pied means foot and Rosso I know. means red. I just, I just put this all together. Yeah. We're speaking perfetto, Italian. Tom. Perfetto. Perfetto. <laughs> grazie. 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 Um, all right. Enough of that. Let's Un ombra di vino. No, I said enough of that. Quick burn. Mi dispiace. I don't know how to say quick burns in Italian. Um, hey, so the Hugo Awards came and went, and boy, did a lot of awesome women win awards. I am stoked, uh, including, of course, our, our very one of our very favorites, N.K. Jemisin, uh, won Best Novel for Fifth Season. Yeah, so we like to take credit when books that we've read on Certain Laser win <laughs> yeah. awards, but yes. you get to take credit because you were the ones who put this through the March Madness tournament. 
Oh my gosh, you're right. That's right. So they get all the credit for this particular one. So NK, NK Jemison, Nora, you have our listeners to thank this Yay. time around. We can't take all the credit. Perhaps um, she should just thank herself because she wrote the book. She had a really great acceptance speech. Um, I, I highly recommend that if you uh, are able to head over to uh, boingboing.net or the Hugo website and, and check out the the speech. It's on YouTube. Um, it's really, really great. Uh, there were some comments, you know, still about the, the sad puppy slate and uh, things of that nature and how, you know... I, it, it, it's really starting to prove out that that people are interested in in many different kinds of genre fiction and that the traditional styles while still relevant and while still interesting are are making room for for new kinds of storytelling that are just as interesting if not more so in many ways binti by Nettie Okorafor won best novella mm-hmm. folding Beijing by Hao Ching Fang uh, translated by Ken Liu won best novelette and best short story went to Cat Pictures, Please by Naomi Kritzer. I, I want to read that one. That yeah. sounds relevant to my interests. Uh, we got, uh, what was the, I always look for the movie ones too. What was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica Jones got Best Dramatic Presentation Short Form and The Martian won Best Dramatic Presentation Long Form. So Andy Weir gets to skate in on another Hugo. Well, Andy Weir also won the John W. Campbell Award for Best New Writer, so that was another big win for him as well. Um, there were a few no awards, and uh, The Martian and Andy Weir were actually on the on the puppy slate, so they do get to to claim a win as well. There you no go. award went to Best Related Work, and no award went to Best Fan Cast. And I like to think, Veronica, that there was no award for Best Fan Cast because we weren't nominated. What the hell? What the hell? I think people said, look, if you're not going to nominate Sword and Laser, we're just not going to vote. I thought we... Oh, gosh, man. How? Oh, I didn't even notice that until right now. Like, The fact that nobody even won is like doubly infuriating. Oh, no. See, I take it the other way, which is like, yeah, exactly. Don't put us on the slate. Nobody wins. How do you like that? Hmm. <laughs> Next year coming for you. <laughs> they also gave out the 1941 Hugo Awards retroactively. Uh, these are books that would have been eligible for the 1941 Hugo Awards had they given them out. Uh, so these are mostly books that came out in 1940. And the winner of the Hugo Award for Best Novel 1941 was A.E. Van Vogt's Slan. And as soon as I saw this, I ran downstairs because when I first moved to San Francisco, one of the things I did would I would I would go to the Goodwill in the Mission and I would just buy science fiction off the paperback shelf. This one cost me 75 cents. Uh, and I, I had read Slan by A.E. Mm. Van Vogt. And the book, you know, the version I got was from the 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a reprint. So I didn't realize that this story was from 1940. It felt much more modern than that. Well, that's cool. Uh, Slan, eh? Yeah, Slan is a race that has almost been extinguished uh, after a war, but a Slan named Jami Cross escaped extermination and now lives in constant fear of cruel humans. Oh, well, who doesn't? 
Who doesn't really? Uh, thanks to Rob and Clyde who shared those stories about the Hugos. We appreciate it. Um, sad news a little bit. Uh, we've got some confirmation that the Thorin of Emberlane is delayed. This, of course, being the uh, the fourth book in the Gentleman Bastard series from Scott Lynch. Uh, Tom, how do you feel about this news? Uh, mixed feelings. Obviously, yeah. I understand that Scott Lynch is not doing this on purpose. Like He wants to get the book out. He's just not mm-hmm. going to make the September deadline. And he posted about it. He's being very transparent very upfront so i get it man i totally get it it's okay i'll be waiting of course i'm disappointed i'm sure i'm not as disappointed as scott lynch is uh so it's it's all good and as we found out uh in the uh the quick burns posting about this one of the reasons that he's so busy is he's getting married to elizabeth bear Yay! Oh, adorable. Love it. Oh. We try not, I try not to talk too much when there's like relationship things happening in the literary world because it's people's private business and But he know, mentioned it in his post yeah, about the I know, delay. I know. So I think I think it's okay. I agree. I I agree. Um, I'm just uh, I'm excited for them. I, I love them together and I think they're both excellent writers and it, it makes me happy. It's like a fairy tale. Yeah. We get to go to cons together and speak on panels. And, you know, I mean, we're we're of similar ages, so I can't act like I'm some kind of older person than them because I'm not. Um, but it, it makes me think of when, when Ryan and I first, first started dating and we were doing all tech stuff together and like going to events together. And I kind of think it's cute when people get to share their lives in, in multiple ways, I guess. No, it's is that fantastic. Sappy? Is that totally, that's totally sappy. It's the best kind of sappy, if it is sappy at all, uh, because it's two people being happy. And a lot of times, Scott Lynch has written publicly about his battles with depression. So a lot of times when things are delayed, it's because of that. And th- that may have something to do with this for sure. But I like to think that it's mostly happy reasons this time uh, that's getting in the way. So I think that's that's great. I'm very Well, congrats. Congrats to them. We look forward to the next book. I know Tom is especially excited about it. Thanks to Silvana, by the way, who posted that on the Quick Burns thread. Ah, I thought that was a you post uh, because there wasn't a name there. Just there's a yet, name there now. Just, there's a there name there now. now. There is well, now. No, no sausage making revelations. Oh, I'm so bad at that. <laughs> we're we're not going to be transparent like Scott Lynch around here, okay? Perfect production processes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Uh, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, I had forgotten to write that in, but now I did, and I wrote the oh. next one too. Ha! Ha! It's your turn to read. Oh, Mark, uh, you know, was the guy who posted that Douglas Adam fans are getting a TV series based on Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I think we've mentioned this before. It's co-produced by Netflix and BBC America. Uh, but the reason it's back in the quick burns is the show is going to premiere on October 22nd. You will get it on BBC America in the United States and all eight episodes on Netflix outside the United States but you don't get all eight episodes until December. So if you're in the U.S., you have to wait week by week, but you get them earlier than the Netflix people who get them all at once, but they don't get them until December. Awesome. Uh, we have some more casting news. Uh, Silvana again writes that James Purefoy, a.k.a. Mark Anthony, has been cast in, altered, in the Altered Carbon adaptation. Uh, she goes on to say, now I may need to read the book. Wait, you didn't read it with us? Hey, the first time hey, around? what's up with that? <sighs> that's okay. Um, yeah, a lot of big news here. Uh, Martha uh, uh, Higareda, uh, Higareda um, she was in uh, Dollhouse, wasn't she? Wasn't she the actress oh, from Dollhouse? Oh, yeah. Was she? Wasn't she? I uh, think so. You may be right about that. 
she looks very much like the actress who was in Dollhouse. But if I'm wrong, I apologize. Um, mm. She's going to play Kristen Ortega, uh, the smart and tough lieutenant in Bay City PD. Right. Um, so that's That's awesome. who Kovach meets when he first shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Joel and- Kinnaman is going to be in it as well. Um, and Hap and Leonard's uh, James Purefoy, as we mentioned. Yeah. Well, we didn't mention is that Pure- who Purefoy is playing, which is the rich guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, what I can't remember that character's name. What's this character's name? It's gonna be in here somewhere. It's been a while since we read it. Um, but yeah, Lawrence um, Bancroft. Thank you, thank you. Joel Kinnaman is playing uh, Takeshi Kovacs, um, so that's exciting. Yeah, there's there's gonna be some good stuff out of this. I think I'm 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 stoked on it. I can't wait. I'm excited to see the realization of Bay City, um, and the realization of futuristicish San Francisco. And uh, some Martha of the places that was, take place in my, in, in my neighborhood. Was she was what? never a dollhouse. Huh? Martha Higaretta oh. was... I'm looking at IMDb. This picture looks so much like the girl from Dollhouse. Which, which girl do you mean? Because I thought you meant she had like a recurring role. You don't mean Eliza Dushku. No. Which girl do you mean? Um... Um, I can't remember her name. It's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to look her up on Tamo IMDb. Pennicat? You mean Tamo Pennicat's? Yes, that's exactly who I mean. <laughs> no. You mean Topher? Topher Brake? This is, this is why I can't do casting because I have, I'm terrible at this game. I'm terrible at actors and actresses. Are you thinking of Amy Acker? Who played no. Dr. Claire Saunders? No. Hmm. Olivia no. Williams, who played Adele DeWitt? No. Hmm. No. Hmm. She was one of the dolls. Hmm. All right, hold on. I'm going to look it up. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, anyway, I'm very excited about Altered Carbon uh, coming to the screen. And these castings so far look really good. I actually really liked Mark Anthony in uh, James Purefoy in Rome. He was great as that. So good work. This is not even the actress that is in this picture that I'm looking at. <laughs> this is not even the same person. So if you... The first... Uh, that's not the same actress. If you scroll down midway down the screen, there's another guy and another woman. And the woman on the right was in Dollhouse. All right, well, are you getting clickbaited? Is that what's happening here by deadline? Did they throw in so. a, a picture for a different story or something? No. Oh. oh, yeah. No, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's his. It's Takeshi Kovacs' older sister. Oh, she's playing his sister. That is a an actor who also was in Agents of Shield. It is. She is in Dollhouse. She was in Dollhouse, but not Martha Higuerita. Dishan Lockman. There yeah, you go. That's who it is. Yeah, Damn. she played. Nailed it. She played uh. Uh, Daisy's mom in Agents of Shield. But that's okay. not Higuerita. In, in no, just because the paragraph next to it says Higuerita. That doesn't mean that that is Higuerita. They didn't put a caption on that picture. Deadline. Yeah. So she was Sierra in Dollhouse. That's who the actress was. I was right for once. I'm not crazy. Thank you. Well, yes. The end. You're not crazy. Well, I'm crazy. Just not about this for once. So wait a minute. Um, Why don't they say, do they even say her name? In they here? say, yeah, down here on the second oh, yeah, to last paragraph, her Lockman name. Lockman is R- Raylene plays... Kawahara, Takeshi Kovacs' older sister there, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Cool. Bad page okay. construction. Yeah, just bad journalism. 
<laughs> no, bad, it's just bad journalism. Uh, Nick wrote on our thread that for fans of the Clockwork Dagger, uh, the release of Beth Cato's Breath of Earth uh, has been scheduled. It's a steampunk alt history set in 1906 San Francisco featuring magic, geomancy, and a heroine who sounds and looks truly badass. Awesome. More San Francisco love. So this is I'm out as it. of August 23rd. Very cool. Wow, we spent a lot of time, a lot of time on that altered carbon adaptation story. I apologize. I, I was really, I really wanted, I'm spending more time on it right now. I really wanted to clear that up, especially yeah, after last I week. I think it's clear. I just needed to get that right. You just needed in, to get clear. You're OT4. Mm, that's a great, great movie. That, that, um. What was it called? A documentary? Yeah. A documentary on I'm uh, sure we could look that one up too. <laughs> Another time. Another day. All right. Well, now it is time for Barrier Sword, which is our feedback from the audience. And Alex, in the comments uh, to the podcast posting in Goodreads, was taking a little exception to our perhaps intimation that George R. R. Martin is the only one using LiveJournal. Alex wrote, <laughs> I'll have you know me and my friends still use LiveJournal daily, so it's not only G.R.R. R. Martin who's keeping the site afloat. That's awesome. Thank good you, Alex. You. And, and good for still using getting to use those emoji emotion cons. You had a better name for them. What were they called? Emoji cons? No, they're not. A, mm, no, they're not emoji cons. Emoji cons are Emoticons? No, but you, they had like they were like about emotion. I don't remember what I said. Oh, you said something and it was so perfect. All right, Ugh. I guess you can't help. You can't. Be you know, when this time. much wisdom drips from you every day, Veronica, <laughs> you don't remember it all. <laughs> we also have a post uh, from Eric who says, "What's your favorite wizard school?" Um, he says, "Off the top of my head, there are three wizard schools I've read about: the Wizard University." of Ankh Morpork in the Discworld series. There's also one in their version of Australia. Hogwarts in England from Harry Potter. And Break Bills in upstate New York from The Magicians. He says, I just started this series, so I don't know the other schools. Although the Dean mentions early on, there's one in England, two in Europe, four in Asia, and one in New Zealand for some reason. Of the ones I have experience with, the one I like the best is the wizard school from Discworld, particularly in the first few books before they get the head wizard that stays on for the rest of the series where they get way, where the way to get ahead is, okay, that, that's, well, this feels like spoilers for Discworld. Mm, yeah, maybe, maybe just tell people they can go uh, yeah. read that. Go, go read, if you haven't read Discworld, you should go read it. Um, and then of all the wizarding schools you've read, you don't have to limit yourself to my list. What's your favorite and why? Now, here's I, I have an opinion on the three that are set up here. Uh, I also would have thrown in uh, Earthsea, for Wizard of Earthsea, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. which is sort of the proto-wizard school book. And then Lady Murmur threw in Wizard's Hall by Jane Yolen. Uh, the book is called Wizard's Hall, and it's about a school called Wizard's Hall, which I was unaware of. So now I've got another wizard book, uh, wizard school book to add to my list. But all that said... <sighs> I would not want to go to Break Bills. Part of me wants to pick Break Bills. What? It's just cooler. Like, no, I wouldn't want to go there. Uh, but, I wouldn't even want to. Visit but is it Break my Bills. favorite? Maybe. No, I think I think favorite wise, Hogwarts would be my favorite because it looks like a lot of fun, and as long as everything's in good shape and and there's no like nothing scary going on from he who shall not be named. You then, Voldemort. 
You know, I just feel like it would be the most pleasant school, I think. Break bills. Oh, you know, I don't know much about the Wizard University, so I can't Mm -hmm. I can't really speak to that as much. But break bills feels downright scary. Like people die. Students die all the time. But he's not saying which would you want to attend, because I totally agree with you. It'd be Hogwarts, which is your favorite. And as much as I love Hogwarts and I do. I might have I, to pick break bills because it's just break, more real mm, and interesting. It is more real and it is a little more exciting and there's a lot more sexy times, um, which I always appreciate. There's also the sexy times. Yeah. So yeah. I guess. I mean, I'm sure guess, they happen at Hogwarts, but they didn't make it into the book. <laughs> I got to use that, that cape for that cloak of <laughs> the invisibility, whatever, whatever. Cloak of invisibility for nothing, for nothing. The Marauder's Map. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I know was you've a little, that was a little. That was a little Easter egg with the two little feet pointing towards each other on the Marauders map. Remember? Ah, uh huh. There's when they're looking at the map. There's one room where there's two little pairs feet. of feet, and they're po- facing each I other and kind of like scooting around. Yeah, interesting. It's a little Easter egg. Someone's getting it on, mm-hmm. making out mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, have you ever been to the Hogwarts at Universal theme park, either no, in LA or yet. Orlando? You got to come next time you're down in LA. We got to go. Okay. Okay. I definitely do want to go. I was really jealous because when it opened up, everyone was taking pictures and it looked like a lot of fun. It, it is. And then now there's a Walking Dead thing there too. <gasps> no, thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on that. Thank you. Oh my God. How good is Stranger Things? I'm only two episodes in. Are you watching oh, it? Yeah. No, I've, we finished it already. It's great. Okay. No spoilers. It happens I'm... in the 80s. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, oh. Um, I could not believe how much... Winona Ryder and Felicia Day look like they could be sisters now. Like, no, in a good way. Everyone keeps saying that that's a knock on Felicia. No, I don't no, know no, why. No, it's not. Like, Winona's not. playing because a you're character. Talking of course, about she looks appearance. crazy. No, you're talking about appearance. But when you say that, immediately you think of her appearance, not how she looks, which is what you're saying, like, right. could be related, but like her appearance is like, kind of crazy and bug-eyed and freaking out. And frantic, out. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is her no, character. No, I don't mean that. You're not I saying don't her mean character. That. <laughs> no, I just mean like her like kind of elfin features yeah, yeah, yeah. and like cheekbones I and like that. facial right. structure, like actually literally how they look. Um, I, I, I was having a hard time getting over that actually. I, I couldn't believe how much they looked alike to me. But anyway, loving it, really cool. Um, I also wanted to throw in this post. Uh, this post was by Terp Kristen ages and ages and ages ago it's probably the second largest thread we have on goodreads uh in the sword and laser group it's the kindle and other ebooks daily deal thread and it's still going strong it's 33 pages long and it's just people posting about the kindle daily deals and other kindle deals going on around on the internet and if you're looking for cheap books i just wanted to kind of draw your attention back to this because it's a really good resource for finding new stuff to read or stuff that's been out for a long time that maybe you just forgot to pick up along the way and wanted to check out um harry potter and the sorcerer's stone recently was was up for a big yeah. deal for uh there's all sorts of great stuff there's all, a book all by the Joe sword Walton. And laser books were up on august 15th what do you mean uh asteroid made of dragons life engineered and unattractive vampire oh i thought you meant all the books we had ever read for the book club and i'm like that why didn't anyone tell us that <laughs> that would have been an amazing deal <laughs> The entire Sword and Laser Book Club pick selection. Yeah. A bundle for for 99 cents. We should do wow. that. We should sell that as a bundle. 
that'd be pretty great. Um, so I just wanted to, if you guys are looking for more stuff to read in, in case there's any reason you could possibly need more stuff to read at this point, uh, check out the Kindle and other eBooks daily deals thread going strong after all these years. Absolutely. Well, we are, uh, about the time, uh, when we need to wrap up the Witcher by Andre Sapkowski. Hmm, quite. And I agree with our first comment from Steve, who wrote, I enjoyed the format of the book being shorter tales that are loosely woven together. It struck me as a good way to introduce Geralt and to learn his character. I picked up another in the series that was more novelish, and it didn't hold together as well. TLW felt like the Siberiad, tall tales of adventure. Then I thought, Stanislav Lem is Polish too. Maybe this is a thing. No, I think it's just a common form, like Mike Fink or other folk tales. Stories you can carry on from one night to the next. Uh, I think I think Steve came to where I came on this, which is this was so enjoyable because you got a lot of different stories, mm-hmm. but they also felt tied together. Uh, the the little link bits back at the it wasn't a monastery at but the temple. The temple, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those really helped to make you feel like you just weren't you weren't just reading a collection of short stories you were you were reading a story but you got the benefit of that story changing up a lot without feeling like it was a novel that was all over the place right and i i really liked that too and it it kept me really interested and it was always something a little bit different and new and i actually felt like they were tied together a lot more strongly than i anticipated going into this um the way it had been described, I thought it was going to be a lot flimsier, um, but I, I felt like it, it felt like a story to me, although maybe slightly disjointed. Um, but I, I really, I loved it. I just had a lot of fun reading this one. It, it went very quickly for me. Um, I listened to the audiobook, and I thought the voice acting was phenomenal. Um, it, it, it gave me very warm feelings of remembrance from playing the video games and made me want to jump back into that, which I did. I needed more Geralt fix. Um, so I, I had a great time. And I felt really bad, too. We had the Sword and Laser Book Club meetup uh, this week in San Francisco, and I couldn't make it because I had to work too late. We had like four new people show up, and apparently they had like a great conversation about The Witcher, and I'm really sorry I missed it. So if you showed up to the book club meetup and I wasn't there, I apologize. Work has just been crazy, and I, I couldn't do it. Um, but I, I hope you guys had a blast. Uh, I had a blast reading this one. I would have loved to have talked about it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this quite a bit, and I'm really glad that you picked it. I still think we should do a tie-in novel at some point. We that will. Is, we that will. is an actual, like, intentional tie-in, where mm-hmm. where the other property came first. Because as we've talked about, uh, in case you missed it, The Witcher video games not only came later, but Andrei Sapkowski actually sort of not disowns them, but is like, they're their own thing. Like, I don't have much say over, if any, over what happens there. And I certainly don't like try to write my stories to fit them. So they're independent uh, in, in, inventions, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I still, I still would like to do something like a tie-in that is from a property. Because I know a lot of people say, that those are bad, but we have a lot of people in our audience who defend them, various series, and say, no, they can be really great. Yeah, maybe we can we can find something to, to switch your mind, to, to change your mind a little bit about it. Um, of course, because it is such a popular series and popular video game and popular book series, there is a lot of cosplay going around 
about The Witcher. And Terp Kristen again uh, pointed us to a post over on cosplay.kotaku.com um, about Geraltina of Rivia. This is a, a, a female, a gender-swapped uh, version of Geralt of Rivia. Uh, and it's from Czech cosplayer Alzbeta Trojanova, um, who they say might have serious hair, but she's got Geralt's steel. Um, and this is great. If you go through, she's had some professional photos done, and uh, it's really quite stunning. And in one of the pictures, she's uh, dealing with, uh, oh gosh, what, what kind of vampire is this? Is that a trigger? I think it might be a, 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 a trigger, a striga. Striga. Um, but uh, she's she's looking pretty badass here. Um, so I love this. I, I, I think that would be a really fun cosplay to do. Although there was one comment um, from Joanna who said that I feel like her scars should be a little bit redder. And I think I have to agree of all the nitpicks I had about this cosplay. I feel like her scars could have been a little more pronounced. We got lots of other people putting various cosplay uh, like Matt Mercer cosplaying as Geralt. Uh, and if I if I had to go back to Geraltina... I would say the only thing I would do is I'd make her, I'd just go ahead, just blonde anyway, make that hair like white. And maybe it mm. is, and the pictures just aren't showing it as much as, but I'm like, I'm, I would make that hair jet white. No, it's mm, yeah, the nope. opposite. Blank white, super white. <laughs> sure. Teeth white. Geralt uh, white. Yeah, Geralt white. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. Um, and you have a book pick now. I guess, is there anything else you want to say about, about The Last Wish? No, I think we covered it really well in, in the last episode as far as spoilery stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't have much more to add to that because I had finished it by the last time. But it's, if you haven't picked it up yet, go do it. Uh, it's a quick read too because it's short mm -hmm. stories. It's really fun. And uh, it's you're in charge of picking uh, September's book pick, Tom. And, and you took you took your time thinking about it. Did Are I? Are you ready to make an announcement? Are did you feeling I? good? Uh, yeah, no, I did let the patrons know already. So if you're a Patreon at the $5 an episode level or more, you already know what it is. And if you're paying attention on Goodreads, Rob already posted it up there as well. So you, you found out that way, which is awesome. Uh, Fire Upon the Deep by Werner Ving uh, is the, or Werner Vinge is the, pick for the month and i picked it because it's a hugo award winner it's a co-hugo award winner mm. as a matter of fact along with doomsday book by connie wills and i realized that we haven't really done a lot in the cyberpunk space since neil stevenson and william gibson it's been mm -hmm. a while we haven't done a lot in the early 90s era so this kind of fills in that gap as well and i've had a lot of people recommending Rainbow's End or other of Werner's books to us. He's a really interesting guy because he was a mathematician, a professor of mathematics at San Diego State University, San Diego State, I think that's right. Uh, mm -hmm. And until the 2000s when he retired to write full time, but he has been writing since the 60s. So he pretty much like lived the dual life of being a professor and a fiction writer. He was married to Joan Vinge, uh, who is also a science fiction writer in her own right. They're no longer married anymore, uh, but they were a, a sci-fi power couple there uh, for many decades. So he is an interesting guy. He's got really interesting stories. And you can argue about whether he should be classified as cyberpunk or not. But the fact is, his stories in the early 80s are very often credited as being the inspiration for cyberpunk that was later you know, popularized by William Gibson. Well, I'm excited to read this one. Have we landed on a pronunciation of his last name? 
Uh, no, but gonna, I'm sure are we just gonna say both hundreds forever? of people are already deciding to correct us and all contradicting each other right now. I'm I'm ready to hear it. If you guys want to send in an audio file of how you pronounce Werner Vinge, 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 I think it's Vinge, but yeah, Vinge, I've heard Vinga, I've heard Vinga before. Vinga, uh, yeah. Let us know, man. I mean, just maybe just we could ask an audio file. Werner, because we it's could. his name. Is it Werner? Is it Werner? <laughs> Is it? Do we know for we sure? Know. Is it Fire know. Upon the Deep or Fire? Is it Werner Wing? The Day Up. Werner Winja? Yeah, he's not whinging. I don't know. Uh, if you want to I'd know like what to make the... a, I'd like to make a comp- compilation of that. So I'm, I'm really hoping you guys send me some wave files of you saying his name. <laughs> we'll do a supercut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a Fire on the Deep is set in the far future. Space has been divided into regions of thought. And a human expedition to an ancient data archive unleashes the Blight, a super intelligent entity capable of destroying thousands of worlds. So there's your, you know, mostly non-spoilery spoilery setup. Uh, this is this is a book of super far future, super space, and super intelligence. Super book. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Should be fun. Good pick, Tom. Thanks. People are v. people are excited already. Oh, good. Is are you sure my name's not We? I mean Veronica. Mm, close enough. Veronica. Uh, where? Where am I? A werewolf? Veronica. <laughs> where? <laughs> yes, the full moon. You turned into a podcast host. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. As always, our show is entirely funded by our patrons. Uh, thank you to all the folks who back our show. And if you want to help support us, head over to Patreon.com/SwordAndLaser. You can also support the show by buying books. We think you buy books anyway, so why not buy them through our links? You can find links to the books we talk about, some of our favorites, at SwordAndLaser.com/Picks. And the secret is. If you click on any of those book links or the Amazon banner that's on the side of our site, we get a little credit for whatever you buy as a result. It, it's a huge help. So thank you to all of you who, who think to do that. We really appreciate it. Of course, if you think to do it, you can also review us on iTunes. We love reading those. You could email us at feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. All of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser. And you can call and leave us a voicemail at 4157sword6. Send me your wave files saying Werner Vinge or whatever. Send me your Patreon ads. We have them at the top of the show every week week we love to get creative versions of that i'm always looking for new ones or just tell us what you think about the show we love it 4157 sword six we'll see you guys next time bye Frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.